Thank you for coming back from our replay reviews. My name is Leah. And my name is Kathy. We are two friends who are here to replay, review, and analyze your favorite video games. And since Kathy has never seen the games before, it helps me view them through her fresh eyes, almost like I'm discovering them again for the first time. We hope it will be a similar experience for you. What a chaotic episode. <laughs> We're just looking at each other, unsure how to start. There's not a lot to talk about. Not a whole lot time-wise happens. It's mostly fighting in these mm -hmm. two chapters. But the things that do happen are pretty heavy. They're significant. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to be a short episode or a long episode. It could go either way. Should we just start on uh, scene mm -hmm. one? First scene of chapter nine. So we're in the car, Kiryu and Date, on their way to Chinatown, Yokohama. And Kiryu reflects on his decision to take the fall for Nishiki. He says that he thought he was doing it to protect his friends, and I quote, But now that I think about it, maybe I was just running away. Basically from witnessing what fate would hand out to Nishiki. I want to say that there's nothing better than a car ride on a bridge in the middle of the night on a rescue op. For some reflection. That and in the shower. That is where the best mm -hmm. thinking is done. Also, sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but you you did. So yes, if you really need to sort something out, you do those three things and you will have yes. the answer. Better yet, do all three at the same time. <laughs> what a feat. You'd have to be in an RV. You could do it, though. You could yeah. do it. <laughs> it can be yes. done. Okay, changing okay. the subject. <laughs> Kiryu continues to say, I thought I'd won by changing his fate by force. I should have fought back against fate. So I guess what he's saying is he meddled with fate. He changed fate instead of trying to fight it. And I guess they're different. I don't know what you're thinking of this statement. In this statement, I think we first have to establish what exactly is fate. And, like, what is the result of fate had you not meddle or touch it or, or anything like like that? Was fate, like, to stay with the Yakuza or was it to not stay with them and to leave, like, so even going back further? Or is he talking about in terms of fate being taking the blame for Nishiki? And then, or is it fate supposed to be just let Nishiki take the, the burden of it? You know what I'm meaning? Is that depending yeah. on how you interpret fate, the actions of forcing or meddle, meddling with it is going to be different. Yes. Okay. So here is what I see in my mind. Fate would be Nishiki takes the fall for his actions, killing Dojima. And so Kiri's saying that he changed the fate by taking the fall for Nishiki. But he should have fought back against fate, which would be more along the lines of what we saw in Yakuza 0, where he and Nishiki say whatever to the Yakuza, let's do what's right. I think that mm -hmm. would have been fighting fate instead of just panic decision in a panicked moment. I'm going to take the fall because in Yakuza 0, I said I owe you my life. So now I'm doing mm -hmm. that. So I think that's the difference is switching places, like swapping fate instead of working together to to challenge fate. Which I like that better than any of the examples that I've given. <laughs> because I do... <laughs> if he had challenged or forced it, 
Nishiki wouldn't be where he currently is with just being so bloodthirsty. And mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing is that he doesn't want to see Nishiki like this. Nishiki could have had a different outcome where he goes to jail and that pretty much somewhat neutralizes him and his vicious bloodthirsty streak. Or it's that they continue to be the good guys, but also the odd ones out and fighting all the mm-hmm. inequity within the Yakuza. Exactly. And that's my next question. Is Kiryu responsible, in a way, for what Nishiki has become? You know, was it sort of a domino effect? If he took away Nishiki's choices, and so it sort of forced him more down this path? He didn't have to do what he did. He could have made different choices. Those choices were still there, even after Kiryu went to jail. It's one thing to say that if Kiryu went to jail and there's no opportunity for Nishiki to choose any other options, then I think, yeah, kind of it is on Kiryu. But since even though he went to jail and there's still so many different opportunities for Nishiki to choose different actions, yet he still chose the ones he did, then I don't think it's Kiryu's fault. I, yeah, I agree with you mostly. I do think <sighs> Kiryu took some choices away from Nishiki, which I think we also mm-hmm. talked about last time as in Yakuza yeah. 0 as well. But let me just attack Kazuma again. <laughs> Because I think ultimately this is his fault. Well, as we've discussed, he sort of meddles, but also, like Shimano said, even if he was just stirring the pot, he's kind of right. Why would Kazuma give Nishiki men that he can't control? And so in a way that forced him into a desperate situation to do whatever he could with what he had to save his sister. So I don't know. I think Kazuma is ultimately the one who takes more of the choices away because Nishiki really didn't have much of a choice. I guess we'll never know what would have happened if Nishiki went to Kazama and said that, hey, I really need this money. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't think, but the part that agrees with you is that Kazama is really trying to influence everyone around them to keep saying that Nishiki is useless and I, I should have chose Kirio. I don't know if he actually said that, and I don't know if that's Shimano and everyone else just manipulating Nishiki, knowing mm-hmm. that he, that's a pain point for him. But it does sound like him not clarifying that I never pitted you two together. I feel like that's where Kazuma also is needing to take some of the, the fault. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't have enough information, though, to make a, yeah. a solid conclusion whether or not I think Kazuma's to blame. Yeah, that's fair. And Nishiki does make his own choices, but I think his choices were limited by other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought the bromance into it, because there are a lot of similarities here. It's a very mm-hmm. similar argument we're having to when Majima walked away from Makoto at the end of Y0. You were like, she, like he took away her choice. Mm-hmm. And now I'm saying Kiryu took away Nishiki's choice. We're like on the flip side of the last argument, which is yeah. very interesting. <laughs> But again, my point is, it's it's a similar situation where someone takes away someone else's choice for a good reason, so that Nishiki could help his sister be there for his sister. It could be the it could be the right choice, and in the moment, it is the right choice to them from their point of view. What are the effects of making a choice for somebody else? I think that's the uh, the moral dilemma. They should have, like Carrie said, they should have fought back against fate. It would have turned out much differently. Maybe no, one, none of them would be in jail. Right? So many things could have gone differently. And I get they needed that to really start 
the the problem with this entire game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be so mad if they kill off Nishiki because they're like putting those two against each other. I'm just I'm just gonna put that out there. Even though I don't like how Nishiki slapped Naina, I feel like if they do kill him off because it was needed for this game, I want to get I'm gonna be so upset at the the director who writes the story <laughs> storyline writers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to be so mad. I'm already mad because it gets it gets too far gone too fast with Nishiki, I feel like. It's too much of a change too fast. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say it again. I <laughs> <laughs> It was too much of a change too fast. <laughs> exactly. I feel like they jumped over like two or three decades in the making. I agree. So we should put mm-hmm. this one to rest temporarily okay. and uh, move on to Chinatown, where Kiryu mm-hmm. tells Date that he's just going to get in the way, but thanks for the ride, <laughs> basically, and goes in on his own to the Chinese restaurant, where apparently the snake flower triad operate. He does not get a warm welcome. Instead, he gets like a machine gun to the face. But fortunately, there was a host there and he, be- he became a shield. A human shield. Which then... Turns into a, a weapon when he throws him <laughs> like a javelin at the man with the gun. <laughs> Kiryu does eventually fight his way up to Lao, who says, None of you seem to grasp the true value of this girl. So it seems like there's something surrounding Haruka that is also valuable because Lao sold the pendant to Nishiki. I guess Shimano was too cheap to bite. He didn't want the pendant. So how, what is Haruka's worth if it's more than $10 billion? So my first question, multiple things that come through my mind. So before I get to your, your question, is that for this pendant, where did Nishiki get the money to buy it? I, I mean, it must be pretty expensive because Shimano's not even going to buy it. I think his family's just that good now. Okay. Well, okay. So the other things is that my wild theories. <laughs> One is that Haruka is going to be used as a trading chip. They know that Mizuki isn't dead and probably Yumi isn't dead. And they know the only thing that's going to force them to give whatever they have over to everyone else is Haruka. And she's the best kind of bargaining chip because they know Mm -hmm. that they're going to do whatever they do if they threaten to kill Haruka. And so I think it's the fact that she's a human walking bargaining chip yeah that makes her valuable okay follow-up question we saw a meeting between lao shimano and tarada and now shimano does not have haruka and he does not have the pendant so what was the purpose of that meeting did the deal fall through where where is the money coming from is the money what nishiki's paying them for the pendant is that going to all three of them i think partially yes but at the same time, I almost feel like Shimano doesn't even need any of that, that he's still going to get a cut of the deal. And so he doesn't need to have either of them. As long as one of the three of them have either the pendant or the girl, depending on what they need it for. I feel like Shimano's like, okay, it's fine. Like, we're an alliance now. Okay. That does make sense because Shimano does seem to... He plays the long game. We know that from Yakuza 0. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is more just about moving pieces on the board and getting himself in a position rather than just earning money. Mm-hmm. 
So Kiryu does eventually defeat Lao and frees Haruka, but only to immediately be arrested for kidnapping by Sudo. Are you ready for scene two? I know you've got something to say. Mm -hmm. So we then see Date questioning Sudo. And Sudo says that he will not be releasing Kiryu, no matter how weak the charges are. So what's up with Sudo? Is he in someone's pocket? Why does he want Kiryu behind bars so bad? I think he just wants us as something to demonstrate that he's valuable and he should get promoted and take over Date's position. Because right now, who's higher up in terms of ranking? Sudo or Date? Or the same level? I don't know. I Because it seems like Sudo is giving him orders. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're pretty close to being equal, yeah. I think. But I think Sudo might be a little higher up. Maybe it's just Sudo's way of pulling rank and to kind of demonstrate, hey, I can get you someone from the Yakuza, and that's why I'm reliable. Yeah. And I know we need to talk about how this, this line of questioning mm-hmm. came about, because I couldn't tell if they were going to fight or kiss. Seriously. And I know you had the same reaction. They only have like a foot, not even a foot between... The two of them, their bodies are nearly pressed up against each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's the arm. It's the arm against the wall. Everyone knows what that means. Yes. And Sudo has his palms like pressed up against the wall like he's trying to inch (laughs) backwards and press himself to to be part of the wall while Date's leaning forward. And this is the type of. Flustering me. (laughs) Right? This is the kind of things where if you all of a sudden added like cherry blossoms. Falling from the corner of the screen, then you have like a whole romance anime. Yes. And I love because it seems like Sudo is a little flustered because he just goes, Excuse me. And then quickly walks away. <laughs> At the end, like he wants to run, but he doesn't want to show how flustered he is and just speed walks instead. Like he's so flustered by Date. Because he has a crush on Date. No, sorry, I'm not going to make it weird. But. <laughs> we already did. <laughs> we already did. Yeah. Everyone was thinking it, though. It was the wrong kind of intimidation. It, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the wrong kind. Date really has no other option, and he has to break Kiryu out of jail. And then they flee with Haruka. I mean, is there anything else you want to discuss in the jail? Kiryu does stick his hand through the bars and pats Haruka on the top of her head, and I thought that was really cute. It's adorable. Now on the run and in a car, Date tells Kiryu that he has discovered the secret organization who had stolen Haruka and used her to get the pendant out of Kiryu's hands. They are the MIA, or Ministry Intelligence Agency, an underground government organization led by someone named Jingu, who Kiryu comments, a politician. But Date does not yet know their connection to Haruka or the 10 billion. What do you think is going on? The 10 billion, somehow the government wants it, yet they can't take it because and use it because it's not through legal means. And they also know that Haruka is a key piece to it. Or Mizuki and Yumi contracted the MIA to help bring Haruka back. And they said that in exchange, we'll give you the money that we stole. Mm -hmm. I like them. I like them. Mm -hmm. um, But I feel like I need to change the subject just real quick Mm -hmm. because I am distracted. You do not have a child, but you do have three boxes of diapers behind you. <laughs> I knew you were going to make a comment about that. I almost sent you a snap when he got that. And they're not little boxes. They're bulk. Yeah. They're, they're a pack of 96 for each one. Golly, Cabby. Like <laughs> it's so funny that I you need you to explain. 
<laughs> baby showers. I have a few baby showers coming up because a lot of my friends are in that baby making age. <laughs> the worst way to say that. <laughs> I'm just reeling that you spent 80 bucks on diapers <laughs> for kids that I don't even have. I'm reeling. <laughs> I think we need to change the subject, but I'm glad I have that answer because I could not stop looking. I'm like, what the f*** are all these diapers doing back here? <laughs> Okay, um, anyway, Date also reveals that the body discovered a few days ago in the river is not actually Mizuki. I knew it! So, someone just put a tattoo on her that matched? It's a lot of work. I mean, it could be a popular tattoo, right? Is it? I don't know. I don't know either. It's, For it's that a, place, if it is, it's a big coincidence, though. But at the same time, I feel like it's a... Um... A Makoto situation, and I think I mentioned it before that this mm-hmm. was a theory. So I don't think that was her, and I'm glad that it's proven correctly. Haruka is probably even more happy that it's not her mom. But at the same time, why did they need to pretend like Mizuki is dead? And right now, I'm really leaning towards thinking that it's Mizuki faking her own death. Unfortunately, the snake flower triad catches up to them, and a high-speed shootout begins. And I edited out all the times that I died. <laughs> and I kept the sections where I did the best, so it looks like I did really good. I did not. I struggled. On your first try, <laughs> I struggled. You killed it. <laughs> I think you could see the fury in my eyes just watching the gameplay back. Yeah, I did see that. You look so angry. <laughs> Are we ready for chapter 10? Yes. Alright. Back in time again, Kathy finally gets to see Nishiki's hair transformation that I've been teasing since Yakuza 0, and ooh, man, it feels so good to not have to keep that secret anymore. I bet, with me always asking you questions and my fear of spoiling it for myself, so I'm I'm glad we got there. Nishiki's sister has passed away. We see her little memorial stone. It seems like this is the final straw for Nishiki, who is prepared to end his suffering, but uh, unfortunately... (laughs) Matsushige enters and finds himself the target of Nishiki's pain when he again compares him to Kiryu. Nishiki stabs him in the gut, but he has some final words. He says, I wish we could play the audio, but it's in Japanese. It's not gonna, it's not gonna serve most of you well, but it's, here we, I'll say it, here we go. I am Nishiki. He says, here's a gift you can bring to hell with you. The man who killed Dojima, it was me. What a hard line. It's the beginning. It's the origin story of his villain era. Oh, yeah. That line gave me a bit of chills. And so right before we dive into our discussion, I'll just describe it. He he sees the blood on his hands and he embraces it. And he even uses it to slick his hair back. And the transformation is complete. The new hair Nishiki is here. <laughs> now you can tell me how much you hated it. <laughs> we I don't can like fight. it. I thought it was gross. <laughs> I mean, it's. I will say that it's. It is kind of gross to do that, and I get the whole <laughs> outfit change always signals a new era, so the hair change also is doing that. But I feel like there must have been a better way about of of doing that. Okay, but let me just pause real quick before you continue. If the mm-hmm. range goes from going to the barber shop. <laughs> to murdering somebody and using their blood to slick your hair back. What more do you want, Kathy? 
I feel like you're frustrated on my lack of <laughs> lack of <laughs> moment for for the because I reacted more to Nishiki slapping Reina than. Well, this. I haven't heard your full thoughts yet, though, so mm-hmm. I need to be fair. You need to tell me your full thoughts, though. I will say that my theory of the transformation was going to be very similar to Kiryu doing that shower scene at Tachibana's house and it would have been like him look at the mirror and then slicking it back and then saying that I'm going to make it to the top. Kind so you kind just of wanted to see some cheeks? Uh, not, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just thought it was it was going to be just facing the mirror. It wasn't, I didn't need to see the bottom half. No, I get, I was just messing with you. I get that. That would be cool. It yeah. would be cool to see him it's still a moment of realization, yes. but it's um, getting there by, by thought rather than action. I was hoping that the transformation comes more of a parallel between Y0. When we see a new Kiryu, this would have been a great way of showing a new Nishiki. I'm not against it, though. I think mm-hmm. you are right that between a barber shop and just a steamy shower, murder is probably a lot cooler on the other end, a lot more mm-hmm. illegal, but... <laughs> <laughs> but not entirely undeserved. Let's, yes. Let's say that. I don't want to condone mean, murder, but if anyone deserves a knife in the gut, it's Matsushige. And the fact that he just keeps taunting Nishiki, he forces Nishiki's hand to do this. Talk about taking away choices. Like, oh, yeah. you keep saying that. You made him pretty much betray Kazama and Kashiwagi. Like, he kind of had it coming with the karma bus. Anyways, back to the hair transformation, though. I do admit that it's cool. Like now that I've processed it a bit more, I think you're right. Because this is his second second kill, right? He has two over Kidio, which I don't know if tossing a waiter at someone and getting that guy killed is gonna count. Manslaughter at worst. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nishiki has two on Kirio and it's just kind of a way of trying to redeem himself and say that see all you want that I'm not as good as Kirio he's killed no one and I've killed two one being you as you're dying and your life is bleeding <laughs> out I don't think I've been fair to you though because yeah I've had a lot more time I, this is the second time I've played this game mm-hmm. and I've had a lot more time to to process this mm-hmm. so let me go through a couple of the reasons why I f- love this okay. so much when he kills Dojima, this is out of protection. Oh my it's gosh, reactionary. Yes. I was just about to say that that first time killing, he was like freaking out. Oh yeah. That, therefore, Kiryu does everything he does that we see. But right. this is like, he's ready for it. Right. And, and I get exactly, this is sorry, I'm going to pounce on what you're saying. Yeah, go ahead. Is because it's so cool that he changes into his villain face is because he was ready to become a villain versus the transformation is that he already knew what the next step is and this is the bridge that connects him Mm -hmm. from being his old self that kills only out of self-defense into Mm -hmm. i'm ready to kill anyone i want and look at my hair i'm covered in blood my hair is covered in blood from top to the bottom i'm a killer i'm a villain and i'm going to make it to the top yes and yeah and building building off of that Mm -hmm. No, that's exactly the point I was going to make, so I'm glad that you that you saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I know you agree with me now. The difference is, I think, between why... I think... Okay, let me rephrase that. I think why he's ready now, as you're saying, is he's lost Kiryu, he's lost Kazuma, he's lost Kashiwagi, he's lost Yumi, and now he's lost his sister. He has 
essentially no ties. He has one more tie, <laughs> which we'll see. But at this point, I think he used her, so maybe it's not really a tie. But at this point, all of his ties to his previous version, the previous Nishiki, all those ties are severed. There's nothing stopping him from going this path anymore. Because if you put yourself in Nishiki's point of view, the only reason to fight like Breaking Bad is to be there for, for your sister, for Kiryu, to be there for these people who helped make you who you are. They're gone. Are you still the same person? It's the final straw, but it's not just the final straw. It's the final tether to who he was. You're right, because he has nothing to lose right now, too. That's the thing, yeah. is that his most important thing that grounds him, besides his sister, is Kiryu, and he doesn't have both. And if anything, he sees Kiryu as the competition. Because and other so, people put that in his mind. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say something before my next note that I just thought of. Oh, well, I was just going to say, like, imagine how much anger has been building in this man since Kiryu mm -hmm. took the fall and people start praising him for that. And Nishiki's not getting the recognition for something he did, even though it was murder. Well, self-defense. I don't want to call it murder. And then getting bamboozled by the doctor. I'd be fuming at that. And then you're angry for your, your sister gets taken away from you, too. And nobody's offering him any way to resolve that it's gonna feel like a release to do this to this guy who has been tormenting you this whole time why at this point would you not embrace this it would be so hard not to this is kind of his only choice to put his energy towards because he has no good energy left at this point there's so much pain and he doesn't know how to handle it with the grief and Mm -hmm. That probably turns into his villain phase. Yes, and speaking of grief, I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to take us back to chapter 14 of Yakuza 0. This is when Tachibana meets his end and he and Makoto reunite, very tragically. <laughs> Nishiki is watching this. He's here in the scene at the empty lot, watching a blind Makoto not be able to physically see her brother who has just died and is not able to physically see his sister after years. I think that this, him witnessing this in Yakuza 0, has a direct impact on the amount of desperation that he feels in this game to save his sister. That was a tragic scene. We were almost crying. Nishiki was crying. It hurt to watch. If you see that and then you see your sister slowly fading away, you're going to have that desperation because you've already seen how painful it is. You're going to do whatever you can to stop it. And when he fails to stop it, does he feel like he failed? Again, because they they sort of failed Makoto and Tachibana as well. That's a good point. That's a really good parallel. Is that I think that's the only set of siblings, like brother sister siblings, that we've seen so far. And the other thing is that after witnessing that, he has Kiryu to share that pain. Like Kiryu knows exactly what that pain is. But right now he's by himself. Kiryu still has like Date and mm -hmm. everyone else and like friends he meets along the way to help him. But Nishiki yeah. doesn't have any friends. He only has people who he doesn't know if he can trust or if people who are laughing behind his back because they think he's yeah. incompetent. Actively against him. And that's even something that he said to Kiryu when they met in Serena. Mm -hmm. is like, that's why people flock to you. So even he sees people flock to him. But all people do to mm -hmm. me is talk behind my back. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's shitty. People are kind of shitty to Nishiki, let's be honest. 
She deserves better. He does deserve better. And this is why we need to take care of everybody, because if we don't, they might snap. I have one more mm-hmm. one more thing I want to point out about this scene. You're probably mm-hmm. going to tell me I'm reaching, but just, just work with me. <laughs> okay. So in this scene, as well in, as the uh, Dojima death scene, there is lightning. It's stormy out. Could this potentially be a metaphor for, like, what's going on in Nishiki's mind? It's sort of, like, chaotic. And lightning and thunder takes place because of cold and warm air mixing. So could that be a metaphor for, like, Nishiki's mix of good and bad mixing? And in these moments of killing is when they they mix to the point of, like, explosion, thunder, lightning. He can't control it. In this instance... He, he decides to go with it instead of trying to fight it. I don't think you're reaching, but I also do think that this theory applies to a lot of murder scenes. It's like bad mood. You're always, it's going to be in rainy weather and everything. I just feel like it's the, the industry of making, yes, whether it's games or movies or anything. I just feel like generally when you, you kill someone, there's always like lightning and thunder happening behind you and, and rainstorm. I did have that thought, except to my memory, I don't recall another scene, another death scene where there is a storm, which is why I feel it stands out Mm. to me. But I do think part of it is just the ominous aspect of it. But Mm -hmm. even that ties into Tonishki and his thoughts. I think it's both. I really think that that he's fighting the good and the bad, because I do think he has Mm -hmm. both. I think everyone has both. But I think that he's being forced to see more of the bad by the circumstances. Well, talking about fighting the good and the bad goes back to the whole topic about fate. So what do you think that Nishiki's fate is or should have been? Is he supposed to turn villain-like and that's his fate? And then the fighting against it would be with Kiryu's help, he fights against his fate of becoming a bigger villain? Or is this him fighting against his fate of being a loyal brother and to the Kasama family and being a good I don't know if you could say good Yakuza but a good friend so I'm curious what you think which his fate should be I think it depends on the the turning point Mm -hmm. I see this scene as the point where Nishiki goes full villain Mm -hmm. so if we agree to that then I think his fate would have been he doesn't have a family. Kiryu has a family. And he would not be in this position to murder Matsushige, to even be pressed by him. And therefore, at least in this way, he does not turn bad. And that would obviously be by either Kiryu letting Nishiki go to prison or them both fighting the Yakuza together. So I do think that Kiryu did change Nishiki's fate because without Kiryu going to prison... Kiryu has his own family. Nishiki never would have had one. The The fact that he has his own family is what leads to him being in the situation that turns him bad. Or at least where he embraces turning bad. I can see that. I, I don't know if that still, directly answered your question. But. Still, still processing that. I think I want to let that simmer for a bit first before... I feel like we just don't have enough information about that. I will mm-hmm. ask though, how many more episodes are there after chapter 10? How many more chapters are there? Three more? Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. Turning point has to come quick or... or Seriously, if they kill off Nishiki, I'm going to be so mad. 
We're going to have a lot to talk about, but speaking of killing people off, should we do a so long for Matsushige? Definitely mother I don't think there's any disagreements there. <laughs> yeah. He's acting like a child. I don't like mm-hmm. this guy. He doesn't know how to not press buttons. He's, he's a, a terrible leader. Oh, yeah. The fact that he thinks he's a better leader than Nishiki by insulting him and everything just goes to show that he actually is a worse leader. Sure, Nishiki yeah. can't control his men, but at least he doesn't disrespect them like that. And you don't command respect right. by insulting and disrespecting others. And a hundred percent because he, I guess, feels like he should be the leader. He's trying to take charge. If you feel like you should be the leader, should you not feel that people should have respect for authority? Like, would you not want people to respect your authority? He's disrespecting Kazuma's authority for assigning him to be under Nishiki. He's disrespecting Nishiki's authority, who is his direct superior. Mm -hmm. And so you can't be in the Yakuza and have that attitude and expect to live. He asked for it. You signed up for this, friend. I think we just got to say so long, mother to him. Yeah. Okay, we're in the car still. Snake Flower Triad has been dealt with. We are peacefully driving down the road. And then Date hands Kiryu his cell phone and says that he has a message from Shinji. And I think you had a little red flag about that. Yes, because there's just that parallel when Oda's driving and Kiryu and Makoto in the car. And we immediately know that Oda is... Not a good person. Not on Team Kiryu. It's giving off some kind of parallel that makes you think that maybe Date is going to be the person who betrays them. And Date hasn't been helpful. He lost Haruka <laughs> twice already. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a grown man, you should be more competent than that. And a he's a trained detective. detective too, yeah. Right? Like we said, where's the gun? <laughs> yeah. Where's your gun at, Date? It does get odd. And you even commented, like, did he listen to Kiryu's messages? Maybe it just said, like, mm-hmm. message from, from Shinji on his phone and without reading yeah. it, but he could have. But anyway, the, the message that Shinji left it essentially tells Kiryu that there's a rat near him. Someone close to Kiryu is feeding Nishiki information. And then this is when the camera shows Date looking back mm-hmm. at Kiryu in the mirror. Which was, was yeah, weird vibe. But on a hunch, Kiryu goes to the florist to ask to see footage of Serena. And this is where we see that Raina's contacting Nishiki to tell him where Kiryu's going. How do you feel? Betrayed. <laughs> it hurts. It it does. And all the episodes leading up to here, I kept going about how great Raina is. <laughs> and it hurts. It, it, it's a slap to the face. <laughs> Before we get to Serena, the florist also recognized Raina as the woman who came to ask him for help locating Haruka. So do we think that she was doing that on Nishiki's instruction? Well, I'm wondering, did Misuki ever disclose that she had a daughter to Reina when she worked there? Either no, or Reina is a very good liar because she acts surprised to find out who her mother is. So I think either she has known this whole time, or Nishiki asked her to do this. How did Nishiki know about Haruka then? Um, I don't remember if he explained why, but he found out about stuff fairly early on because he's the one that leaked the the missing 10 billion at the officer's meeting. Okay. So I think he sent her to try to find Haruka. Mm Mm-hmm. But then we do go to Serena. It's in disarray. Chairs are knocked over. There's blood on the floor. But Kiryu finds a note left for him by Reina. 
Basically, she confesses to being the rat and apologizes, saying she was just trying to earn Nishiki's love. And she says that she knows it was wrong, and she's going to do everything she can to make it right. So let's put ourselves in Raina's position real quick. Obviously, what she has done is wrong. But she does realize that what she's done is wrong. But let's be fair. When Kiryu was in prison, she kind of had nothing, as far as we know, except for Nishiki. After 10 years, you're going to build that loyalty. And it even goes back a bit further, because you mentioned something about that when Kiryu bought a ring for Yumi, and she made a joke to Nishiki saying that, oh, on my birthday, I want, was it a ring or a necklace Mm -hmm. or something? Yeah. And so I'm even thinking that I maybe mistook that instead of her having a crush on Kiryu. I think you're right that she has a crush on Nishiki, and that was before 10 years ago, and that must have been even before. And the title of this chapter is even shape of love i'm not happy that that's how it turned out but i also don't fault her for doing that that she's like a fool for love so do you think that nishiki then liked yumi i think so i think it's a messed up love square yeah i think so too but it turns out that the way reina was going to make things right is according to shinji she lured him to serena and tried to shoot him That sounds like a bad plan to me. I mean, what are you going to do after you kill him? It's interesting. She's probably kind of angry at him and herself. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she is now on the run with Shinji. And Shinji's just the best. Can we just just give a shout out to Shinji? Probably by far my favorite character in this game so far. He hasn't done anything wrong since we've known him. Mm -mm. He's got the cleanest record. And he has not slapped a woman (laughs) that we are with. Kiryu makes it to an injured Shinji, just in time to save him from, or Frim, as I wrote in my notes, from being shot by a Nishikiyama family member. He's mad. Kiryu's a mad boy right now. He is furiously punching people. But something happens. (laughs) So this guy shows up. His name is Arase. I think he's Captain of the Nishikiyama family, no, sergeant. He's sergeant of the Nishikiyama family. He shows up with a couple goons, one of which uh, tosses a deceased Reina to the ground in front of Kiryu. Poor Reina. Probably tied. Maybe maybe Makoto still wins, but one yeah. of the most undeserving characters of everything that she has suffered. She did insert herself a little bit. She didn't deserve it, though. No. And she tried to right her wrongs. And what did she get for that? Death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she dying, though, we get a raging Kiryu so angry that he literally just levitates from the ground. He just floats. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. He also doesn't flinch when bullets fly at his face more than once. He's in in the zone. But she would do a little so long for Reyna. I mean, we've talked about her a lot. I think it's pretty obvious. She made a couple mistakes. She was blinded by love. She redeemed herself, though. She at least tried to redeem herself. Tried, yes. Which is honorable. And that's not something we've seen from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I I think she Mm -hmm. deserves the so long mother respecter. Yeah. And we know that if she was really a bad person, I don't think Shinji would go all out to save Reina and and to fight with Mm -hmm. her alongside her for her. And the fact that he does just also goes to show that really Reina is a mother respecter. Agreed. 
So I guess that's so long. So long, Reyna. Mother's at least, At least they made her look peacefully dead instead of <laughs> in pain dead. It's true. It's true. Also, real quick, is she like outfit matching Nishiki? Because she's got the, the black and white going on. I I was about to say that she's wearing slacks instead of a skirt. I think it's an interesting choice to basically wear the mm-hmm. same thing that he's wearing. We do eventually defeat Arase after a very frustrating fight. And then a dying Shinji tells Kiryu that Kazuma is with his girl, Akemi. And he also gives him Yumi's ring. I don't remember how or why he has that, but he does. Anything you want to say, or should we just go into the so long for Shinji? This might be a record for so mm-hmm. longs per episode. Right? Definitely, hands down, mother respecter. The fact that we were so supportive of Shinji, all the great things we said, I don't think we've ever dissed him. I don't think we ever had anything against him. And even till the end, he makes sure that Kiryu knows everything he needs to know about where to find Kazama, and he protects his boss's boss. Mm -hmm. I just mad respect for Shinji. They were also in the streets talking about how even though Shinji was hurt, he was still taking down so many people on his way to the roof. Oh, yeah. And the way I Mm -hmm. see it playing out, because first of all, he also was assigned to the Nishikiyama family to keep tabs on Nishiki. That's Mm -hmm. already dangerous. And I'm assuming that he was there at Serena when Reina set her trap because he was with the Nishikiyama family. And this is where when he turned and kind of had to out himself as officially, yes, you had your suspicions, but I am against you. And probably helped fight them all off, which means he held off Nishiki, which is no easy feat. He's done nothing wrong. And not even that, Mm -hmm. he's gone above and beyond. He's the most pure mother respecter I think we've had. That's so funny you say that because I wrote word for word, Shinji is probably one of the biggest mother respecters out there. Along with Lee. I, I think Lee is probably also one of them. Yep. He's textbook. Textbook mother respecter. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna miss him. Seriously, MVP right there. I bet I know uh, he's getting the KFC award at the, in the summer episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was squeezing my cheeks like that to talk in that voice. <laughs> I think you're trying to like shout it over. I was, but I couldn't said. touch the mic, so I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, anything else for you? We're at the end of the the gameplay. I'm a bit internally laughing because it went from Nishiki being, I thought, one of like my favorite players and the best people out there in Y Zero to like Shinji Mele like going uphill. And also Nishiki not going downhill, but just like being different because he's embraced the villain side. And that's not something I was expecting. And all my theories out there saying that he's still a good guy and everything like this kind of confirms that my suspicions are kind of wrong. He's damaged goods. (laughs) Yes, but Shinji just shooting high up there. It just makes me laugh that immediately 180 of Nishiki being my favorite too. Probably not my favorite. And then Shinji's Mm -hmm. beautiful man right there. Any last thoughts? A lot, ha- a lot uh, not a lot happened, but a lot happened. If you know what I mean. I mean, you don't need a lot to make it impactful. It's enough to be impactful with just very few seconds, and I think it's done so well that the character arcs that they build in this, like we don't even see a lot of screen time for Shinji, but his impact is still there, mm-hmm. and I think that's 
really great of Yakuza to have built such wonderful character arcs. Were we tracking things in this series? I don't. Was it no. the amount of times a woman gets slapped? <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's so terrible. It, it might have but been, though. I, I, I would be surprised if we did that. <laughs> I think it was a but, joke, but yeah. I think we said that. It's just two, right? Three. One, remember? Three. Oh, we s- talked about it last time, last week. They're just... They're handing out slaps left and right in this game. Can we see someone slap a guy? I think the writer was going through something when he wrote this game. A divorce? <laughs> you okay, bud? You got it figured out by now? Should we uh, Should we hop yeah. on? Yeah, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's see. Audacity on one, three, two, one. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to send in any questions, comments, or game suggestions. You can find all our contact info on our website, replayreviewspod.com, or contact us directly through our site. Did we completely miss something? Are we way off the mark? Or you just want us to take a deeper look at anything from the game? We'll tackle any topics you all want to hear in our season wrap-up episode. We also have a Reddit where we discuss anything we're curious about. Go take a look and let us know what you're thinking. Our theme music is Condemned by Eggy Toast. They'll play you out and we'll be back next week.